Hello and welcome back to another video on this channel. Today we're going to be talking about why Marxism really ruins everyone's thoughts, people's ideology, and why is it so dangerous for society. Now I want to make it very clear that in this video we're not going to be doing a direct critique of Marx's philosophy, his ideas, his concepts, but rather we're going to be impacting, we're going to be discussing the impact that Marx, Marxist ideology and extension neo-Marxist ideology has on today's society. Because I think that a lot of situations that has happened in recent months, recent weeks, and in fact in society as a whole, we're growing towards, or at least society as a whole, is growing towards a more Marxist view of the world, its analysis of people, and I think that there are very big dangers towards that. So today we're going to be talking about this idea of Marxism and how we should watch out for it, and more importantly, how we can change that in our lives so that we do not fall into the similar traps. Now, before we get into this video, I'd like to remind you that if you enjoy this content, feel free to make sure to like and subscribe. It really means a lot to me and really helps this channel grow. It, it means a lot to me if you let me know what you like, what you don't like, what you want to see more. And also, if you disagree with anything I say in this video or want me to elaborate on anything, ask me in the comments below and I'll happily talk to you there about my thoughts, ideas, and also clarify on anything I say in this video. So let's get right into this video. Now, if you want to skip to anywhere in this video, I have timestamps linked below where you can skip to whichever section you want. We're going to start off with talking about what is Marxism or in extension neo-Marxism, what I define by this, and then in extension, then go on and talk about its problems. What are the impacts of these theories on our daily lives? So first of all, what is Marxism or what is neo-Marxism? Now, of course, you can turn to the Communist Manifesto and say that that's Marxist. You can turn to a lot of his different works and say, well, that's Marxist, that's Marxist. Okay, maybe these are neo-Marxist. And yes, it is a very, very broad kind of ideology, a broad kind of theories and a thought. And it's very difficult to reduce it to really one single concept. There's Marxian economics, um, his history, and, and there's a lot of different ways in which he approaches different concepts. However, perhaps the best way to summarize, or at least how it is being applied today, it is the viewing of the class over the individual. What we see so um, commonly in, in the Marxist countries of the Soviet Union and in extension China as well, Maoist China or Maoist Marxist China. Essentially what you see in these countries is indeed the, the fact that people view class struggle as the main structure and, and this ties out, or you can find that trend in almost every single part of Marxist philosophy doesn't really matter whether you're looking about his relationship discussion of history or his relation discussion about psychology or religion or economics or politics one of the key themes which you see across the board in marx is really this idea of of class over the individual you're judging others by their class the class is what makes you who you are and that people are approaching the world via class either in economic sense the bourgeoisie and in the peasants or it could be another sense in, in, in thought, whereas, okay, it might be this certain group of people. It's the religious problem and there's a slave morality, which is Nietzsche's perhaps um, contribution to this entire discussion as well. It's the idea that certain people are using this class idea. And of course, Nietzsche says, okay, this class struggle also occurred previously, but it is something which is elaborated or something that Marx builds upon later saying, well, there is a certain class system which allows people to find this, this dynamic or this conflict between the classes which can be used or can be developed upon to create a, a holistic or a more sufficient understanding of the world and how the world works. And via developing this idea of class struggle, this idea of class process, you ultimately end up being able to predict the course of history. The idea, of course, Marx an idea that 
history goes from capitalism to the bourgeoisie and then from like and then after that a period of um, difficulties and struggle then you ultimately lead to communism communism being the end of history so you do indeed have this kind of hegelian marxist idea of the of the predictability of 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 society and history and psychology via analyzing everything through a class now this is i have to admit a very very big um summary or um reduction of his views but in order to understand what Marx's influence is on society, I think that this would be sufficient. And if you want to know more, let me know in the comments below, of course. Now, of course, let us now get on to the problems. And I really think there are three main problems of Marxism in a common and societal thought. There's more. I've talked about those in other videos. However, I think these three problems are perhaps the very biggest problems for Marxism and how it influenced society, especially because these are very subtle influences. We normally don't think of this. But in fact, they actually do have a great influence and, and it's very subtle influence on society. And it's very easy to fall into it because I want to make it very clear that I don't necessarily disagree with everything that Marx says. I think that certain ideas of Marx are indeed helpful in al allowing us to understand how the world works. I'll talk about that in another video if you want me to figure out what actually does Marx get correct. And if you want me to talk about that, let me know in the comments below. I'll make a video on that as well. However, what Marx gets wrong is a lot of other things as well, and especially that those things that he gets wrong can be a very dangerous way to look at society. So the first thing that I think um, Marx has thought has gotten into um, society is indeed the idea that one's class or one's group is more important than the individual. And this is very commonly seen in the recent Black Lives Matter protests or their slogans, all cops are B-word or all, all certain groups are, oh, this, the, the, the police system is institutionally racist or these large generalizations of certain systems and classes devalue the importance of the individual moral uh, framework, the intrinsic moral value of the individual in exchange for the overall overarching theme of the whole. Now, this is not a complete discussion about Black Lives Matter or these protests. That's not my goal of this video. I think that, as always, I think that the Black Lives Matter protests did indeed bring racist problems, uh, problems about racism to a forefront. And I think that that is important as well. However, there are certain areas of that pro uh, movement which have been hijacked, I would say, this fundamental idea of racial equality has indeed been hijacked by extremists and extreme Marxists at times to, to sneak in their Marxist ideology, to twist people away from viewing everyone as individual people with moral worth, then indeed uh, looking at people as um, an entire group. And that is a very dangerous thing to do. And a good illustration for why this is wrong. If we look at this idea of an institution being more valuable than the individual, what we then see is that certain people who carry out racism isn't actually racist in themselves, but are racist because of the system. People are racist not because of who they are, not because they have moral responsibility for their actions, but rather because they have been placed in a class which is in its nature racist. Now, of course, that leads to very, very big problems. Someone racially abuses me, racially insults me then, well, suddenly, all of a sudden, it is not really the person's fault. He doesn't have that moral responsibility. He doesn't bear the full weight of that responsibility of that action, but rather it is given to him by the society that he is in. Does that mean, does that mean I'm arguing that people don't, aren't influenced by their backgrounds or groups? No, that is not the case. However, people are indeed influenced, and I think this is very clear, is that people, no matter what the situations are in, have to take responsibility for their actions, and we have to judge everyone as people with intrinsic moral worth and moral decision-making capability, such that everyone has responsibility for their actions. You cannot judge someone by the group that they're in. You cannot say this person is bad, this person is going against this, the system, this person is going against the 
going against and committing crimes just because he is part of a certain group, which was seen so clearly in, in Soviet Russia or a Marxist China, where they said, oh, this person is part of the bourgeoisie, this person is um, a capitalist roader, that means he must be wrong. It's you viewing the person as a part of his group and judging him because he's part of a group instead of his individual action. And to me, that just sounds like another form of racism and inequality, which is something which we should be working to against. So in fact, I think what we notice is that one of the main problems, as we've said, is that it views the group as more important than the individual. And by doing that, in fighting against the so-called uh, oppression of the bourgeoisie or of a certain group, in no matter what situation you're approaching it, it actually creates another discriminatory group as well. So that is really the first problem that I, I find with Marxism and how it's really influencing the thought in the modern era. Now, the second problem that we would like to talk about is that it provides a very weird worldview of people. It's perception of people's psychology, thought process, is, I think, dangerously incorrect. And a good example of this would be the recent Lord of the Rings series, when um, when when Amazon promoted their Lord of the Rings series, and there were black dwarves and black elves. Now, that's for a completely different discussion, whether I like it or not. I personally, just as a quick um, summary or of my views about this, I don't think there should be black elves or black um, dwarves in the story, just as I don't think there should be yellow Asian dwarves or yellow Asian or yellow elves as well. I, I generally think that they should be, remain strictly white people. But but in the same way, that's kind of irrelevant. If you want me to elaborate more on my thoughts about Lord of the Rings, let me know in the comments below. It's one of my favorite shows and it will mean a lot to me if you go. And if I could talk more about it, if you like it, I'll happily make that video for you. But essentially what we saw is that when people critiqued it, then the, of course, some people responded by saying, well, oh, you don't like it because you're racist. It's hiding your bigotry behind it. But then in reality, that is not the case. And I think it just demonstrates the Marxist thoughts that people have when they're discussing people's actions. The moment, the fact that the moment people say they don't like black people, the moment they think that they're like, well, okay, that's an act of racism. That immediately shows that people are viewing everything as a result of race, as a result of socioeconomic situations, structures, or viewing everyone as a result of their class. They're thinking that everyone's acting based on a certain class hierarchy, when that is clearly not the case. My objection to, um, some people's objection to uh, black or uh, multiracial characters occurring in Middle Earth got nothing to do that they're multiracial. It got to do with the fact that there's no way on earth that you have white elves in the entire bloodline and then you suddenly have a black kid. Like, unless the unless the wife of the elf is, has cheated on her husband, there's no way on earth the kid's going to be black. It's just basic biology here. Like, if, if me and, if, if like, if two Asian people had had a kid and suddenly the kid was black, you'll think the wife is cheating on the on the Asian dad, right? So I mean, there there's clear biological problems with the fact that there's suddenly a black elf in an entirely white uh, species of people, unless you you have an entire group of black other people there as well, or another group of Asian people as well. So there's a clear thing is that in reality, the objection that people think or actually have is very different from what people are observing them to be thinking or what people are assuming them to be thinking because the other people who are assuming their arguments are assuming that all they think about is the structure of race when race doesn't actually play a role in their critique it's just a critique of other things as well so so i hope that this kind of example kind of illustrates the problem of this a marxist ideology because it's quite clear that people don't act purely based on race not every critique against a black person is because a person is black 
In the same way that not every critique against me or comment about me is about race. If someone says I'm very smart, they're not thinking, oh, Asians are always very smart. Therefore, let's say Josh Yen is very smart. That's not always the case. That's definitely not the case in most situations. In the same way, when I say my white friends in school are very um, athletic or someone says that the white guys in my school are very athletic, they're not necessarily saying they're athletic because they're white. Like the race is not the main um, part of their discussion. So it's quite clear that we have to separate the discussion or thoughts that everything is a result of class, your group. It's not everything is not about your money. It's not about how much money you have. You're a bourgeoisie or you're a peasant. It's not about, oh, oh, this person is, is yellow or black or whatever. No one's really judging. Okay, yes, the Marxists are, but no one is thinking about society always based on these social groups. And as a result, one of the problems that Marxism has is that it makes everyone think that everyone else is thinking about things as a result of these groups. And that's just... I think really sad and really unfortunate and it is a really horrible way in viewing the world because it leads to so many misunderstandings, misinterpretations. And I'm sure that the people who are accusing other people of racism and stuff like that, they generally aren't racist or aren't poor themselves. They aren't discriminatory themselves. They, these things are subconsciously put upon them, but it is still a very, very big problem. Even you're subconsciously thinking in a Marxist idea, you have to really question yourself. Am I thinking this because it's actually reasonable to think like this? Or am I only thinking like this because, well, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm being slowly influenced by Marxist uh, theories. And it's easy to fall down that road. So it's very important that we constantly critique ourselves to make sure we avoid that. Now, finally, I think this view is very judgmental and we've touched upon it in the previous two parts, but I think we've come to the conclusion or we've seen that Marxist thought in society makes everyone so judgmental. It views the whole via one person, certain aspect of someone. For example, we saw this greatest perhaps in when when Trump was running against Biden, perhaps you had you had the by the, the left saying, oh, the Trump people are all bigots and stuff like that. And, and you're like, well, that's clearly not the case. Just that you believe a certain thing about Trump doesn't doesn't imply anything about what other stuff you believe in your life. And in, in the same way, when we look at discussions about abortion or discussions about 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 anything else, maybe um, abortion, transgender issues or Christianity, religion and stuff like that. Just that you believe in one part or you have a belief towards X doesn't mean you have to have another belief or doesn't imply that you have beliefs towards everything else as well. Not all Christians are the same. Not all not all people who are pro-life are the same. There's a lot of different uh, varieties. And, and that is why when some people ask, well, okay, what are your thoughts about abortion? You provide an argument. They're like, well, what do you think about euthanasia then? Oh, you must think X, Y, and Z. Or for example, oh, uh, what, what's your view on abortion? Oh, you're pro-life. And well, okay, then you must be a sexist person. Now you don't enjoy a people's uh, human freedom or a woman's choice and, and you're like well that's clearly not the case I mean just that you have a certain view about abortion doesn't mean you have another view about um, woman's choice or stuff like that there's so much different things which go into decision making and and people's complex philosophies that you can't just say well oh you just believe in one thing that's tie in so many different other things and attach that to a certain belief because all people are so fundamentally different and by viewing people as a class or a group by, by one part of their personality, one part of their worldview, then you mix, you miss out on the complexity of that person, the complexity of their philosophy, their worldview and, and ideas, which makes you just have a very superficial understanding of the people you're talking with, which is ultimately a very unfortunate thing to do. So I hope you've enjoyed this video. There's three main problems with Marxism and what I view Marxism to be, or neo-Marxist ideology or theories. I hope you've enjoyed this. If you have any ideas or any thoughts about this video or you want me to make any videos in the future, let me know in the comments below. I happily make those videos for you. Like always, stay safe, my friends. See you soon. Thank you for watching. Goodbye, and I'll see you in the next one. Thank you for watching, and I'll see you soon.